Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 103 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Finishing up another week, getting ready to start another one. See, it's kind of messed up because I'm recording on Friday for this Sunday episode. So, yeah, we're just wrapping up. Got some beers in front of me. Oh, crazy week. Oh, and uh, social media on fire today. Oh, we'll get to it. But, how you guys all doing? Staying safe out there, I hope. Weather's turning. It was like 26 here today. Yeah, finally, some nice weather. So, that was nice, although I had to work. But and then apparently this weekend's not supposed to be very great. But nonetheless, I will be packing and cleaning and painting and uh, getting our condo ready for sale. That is going to be my uh, my life for the next couple months, uh, so whatever. <laughs> it can rain for all I give a shit. Actually, I don't want it to rain because i got to paint the deck here, so I don't really give a shit. But nobody wants to hear about my tales of woe, although I'm going to give you a Kijiji story here in a second. But uh, yeah, uh, today's episode, oh, we're going to have uh, oh, Gino Ojik and Wendell Clark and Elder and Simmons and v- Vancouver Media crying and... Um, yeah, and all that stuff. It'll, it'll be, uh, an interesting show. Um, but before I get into that, um, I hope everybody took the time out. And, uh, like I said, this is episode 103. Hopefully you go back in the back catalog. Um, on Wednesday, my guest was Jesse Rosanzoff. Great guest, uh, played in the Western Hockey League, uh, AHL, East Coast, LNAH, had some great LNAH stories. And, uh, and uh, it was very well received. Uh, got back up under the charts in Canada, so that was cool. And um, I thank everybody who listened and uh, shared it and retweeted it on social media. It's very much appreciated. Um, yeah, and besides that, um, you know, lots of lots of former guests on the show. Um, uh, uh, what did I just say? Lots of former guests on the show. Anyway, it's Friday. Uh, check out the back catalog. John Morasti, Steve McIntyre, Joey Tedarenko, Sean McMorrow, uh, Clark Wilm, Roman Volpat, Dan Kopeck, Mazur, Staniforth, on and on. Uh, lots of great guests. Riley Emerson, Kent Staniforth, Tristan Grant. All good stuff. And uh, so de- definitely check out the back catalog on all major platforms. Also, when you're listening to the show, could you download it? That's uh, seriously... Um, I've said this a few times, and actually I've gotten some comments from people. They're like, oh, I'm starting to download your show before. I used to just stream it. Could you please download the show? Because that's how I get paid. It's by download numbers. So streaming it doesn't work. I don't get paid if you're streaming it. So if you're streaming it right now, do old Darren a favor. Hit stop, download it, and start playing it. I'd really appreciate it. Um, you know, come on, I'm moving. I'm moving into a house. I need the money. i got to update 4th Line Voice Headquarters. For you, the viewers... Is not how they do it. It's for your benefit that you send me, that you give me money. <laughs> I should go to politics. Um, no, but in all seriousness, though, that is how we uh, the show is based, and the payouts are based on downloads. So if you could download it instead of streaming it, it'd be very much appreciated. Um, also, I've got, I got all these demands. If you could rate and review my show, it helps me out on the searches. If that's what they tell me. Um, like I said, you're going to the platform anyway. Um, yeah, if you could leave a, leave a, a like or whatever, what have you, that'd be very cool. Um, and again, and, uh, check me out on social media. If, uh, although if you're on so like, or if you don't want to be on social media, I completely understand. 
after today, well, I've known for a while. I, I've, I've said the only social media has become very great for rant episode topics. Um, there's never a shortage there. I literally have to scroll for about three minutes and I have a show. Um, so, um, for in that sense, it's great. But, uh, for your general mental health and stress levels, not even stress levels, but, uh, blood pressure levels, probably staying off social media is probably a good thing. Um, uh, the only thing that makes me sad is that we live in a world with this many stupid people. I think that's what makes me the most upset. I always say, like, social media, unfortunately, when you're in podcasting, is a necessary evil, right? Because that's the that's how I advertise, and um, so I have to be on there, um, you know. And I, and I try to engage with. I'll read my notifications, and I'll put up stuff like videos or pictures, um, and that's about it. I, I'm I'm trying really hard not to engage uh so i'm like just just don't scroll just read your notifications and get off um i really wish i would listen to my own advice um sometimes although when i'm at work killing time is when i probably start arguing with these idiots not even arguing just pointing out their buffoonish or their ignorance and um although apparently pointing out their ignorance is the same as crying according to some people so I'm like, well, I'm not crying. I'm like, I guess if that's crying, I'm bawling over here because the ignorance is staggering. But, um, yeah, anyway, so I completely understand if you're not on social media. But if you are, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as on Facebook, um, send me a friend's request or a follow or what have you. And uh, also, and the big one is YouTube. Check out the Fourth Line Voice YouTube account. Um, I have over 2,500 fights on there uh, from junior to pro. All the leagues you look hey, If you're looking for Jesse Rosanzoff fights, got a few of those on there. Check out his fight with Rocky Thompson. It's really good. Um, and also the Brad Lambert one where he headbutts the shit out of him. That one's on there too. Um, but lots of but lots of junior stuff. NHL, of course. Uh, you know, some from Probert, Morasti, Colton Orr, Bugard, you name it, they're on there. Uh, just go to the little search engine. Everything's sorted. So whatever league you're looking for, like I said, boom, 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 type it in. They'll all, all the videos will come up. So, um, yeah, and uh, subscribe to the channel. Hit the little bell notification. That way, as soon as I upload something, uh, you will be notified. And you won't miss a single punch. But you will definitely, if you subscribe and start going through the videos, you will go down the YouTube rabbit hole that many of us have done on late nights sometimes, or it ends up being late nights. Um, yeah, and like I said, episode 102, Jesse Rosanzoff, definitely check it out. Um, and I will say what, um, it would have been a lot easier had I had his fight card. You know where I could have got his fight card? From the old Drop Your Gloves website that we all wish was still around. Well, do you know how you can get it back? See that segue? That professional? Nah, I don't know. But anyway, my friend Steve, who runs the WhenProbertWasKing.com site, took it upon himself to start up a GoFundMe, uh, and it is to raise money to get the Drop Your Gloves site back up online, the, the site that we all know and love. And uh, he wants to build it bigger and better than ever um, with it, many bells and whistles and you'll have message boards and videos and fight cards, the whole nine yards run by fight fans. You won't find a person more passionate than Steve to run it. It's, it will be in good hands. And, uh, he's gone around and checked out, um, like with computer programmers and stuff. And it's a real expensive deal. It's like 10 grand. So he's, he started to raise money. I think he's about halfway there. Um, I've sold some Probert pictures. Others have raised money as well through their fundraising. I know Jay out in Finland sold his Bob Probert cards and said a percentage to the thing, which was great of him. Um, I'm going to get to Jay in a minute. Um, and a number of people, uh, Searson, lots of guys have uh, helped out, lots have donated. Um, but we can always get more donations, guys. Like I said, the GoFundMe. The link is all over the place on social media. Um, if you're not on social media and you want to donate, um, send me an email, hockeyfights at hotmail. That's right, I still have a hotmail account. But hey, hockey fights, how can you beat it? Hockeyfights at hotmail.com. Just send me, hey, where's this link and I want to sign up and uh, or I want to help out and I will point you in the right direction. If not, like I said, just uh, if and if you're on social media, yeah, just check out my accounts and uh send me drop me a message or i mean if you're on social media and you're in the little fight world that social media that we have on social media you know all about this i've been going on and on about this for weeks the links have been posted all over the place 
Um, and I understand it's tough times. Some people can't give. I completely understand that. But I know there's a lot of guys out there that can. And uh, I really hope you folks do. I'm not going to browbeat anybody today. I'm done yelling and screaming about it. Um, like I said, we've all rant and raved and bitched that it's gone. Well, here's your opportunity to get it back. So I hope you donate. And uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I'm done talking about it for today. I'm going to talk about it every episode, though. Because like I said, guys, I think it'd be really great to have it back up. And uh, I miss it. And uh, and uh, on a selfish standpoint, like when you're doing these interviews, it really comes to light uh, not having it when you're, you're interviewing. And I like I would have loved to have Jesse's fight card. That would have been so much easier. I mean, I had bits and pieces of them. But yeah, but I didn't have any of his dub stuff. And yeah, so that would have been really cool to have. So And it would be all possible if we get this site going. So um, let's... let's uh, Please give if you can. Um, as I said at the start, at the top of the show, I am a proud member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There are over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there is a show for you. And those guys, uh, like I said, they come out weekly and talk about the week that was and uh, what's coming up and uh, prospects and suspects and suspensions and injuries and who's playing well, the hot and not, and whatever else the, the new, you new age cats talk about, um, it happens on the network. Um, myself, Brad Lieb, Terry Ryan, number of us are on the original side, original content side, and uh, I encourage you to check out the network. There is a show, all different types of shows, from analytics to mental health to life after hockey to fighting like this one to ex-players like Terry Ryan, uh, and like I said, to all the NHL teams. So lots of stuff on the network. Isha, Dylan, and the Pigeon are doing amazing things. They're getting this thing going. They're building it bigger and bigger every day. So I hope you help support the Hockey Podcast Network. But also, DraftKings, promo code THPN. I should be doing ad reads. Isha and them, he fills in for me. He, he, they drop the ad read in, but I'm going to, and guys, I've, I've talked to a few people and I know a few people bitch about ads and whatever. And oh, the whole podcast is that. Well, I mean, at the same time, that's how they keep the lights on. And I mean, I understand that they're annoying and whatever, but, um, at the same time, that's how I get paid. That's how the people in the network get paid. Um, that's, that's how sponsorship works guys. And, uh, so I get it, but at the same time, I think we have some really cool sponsors. And I mean, if you're into gambling and fantasy sports a DraftKings deals, a hell of a deal, put in some free bets. Hey, why not free bets to win real money? Shit. Can't beat it. I mean, you're betting anyway. Um, you know, and fantasy sports and all that stuff. Um, so, and I mean, and going forward, there's just going to be more sponsors. And, uh, and like I said, hopefully we can get, uh, some cool ones and, and really, and, and use the promo code. And it's hopefully it'll be products that you guys, uh, the listeners will, will buy. And, uh, you know, and like I said, it all helps out the network. And, uh, and like, and if you're buying the, the product anyway, hey, everyone wins. So, uh, you know, in the, as the days, weeks, and months go on, um, there'll be more sponsorships, I hope coming at you and uh i hope to have some cool ones to throw at you guys and uh and i hope you guys will support the network i mean like i said that's how things roll these days in the podcast world and uh and i know there's some podcasts that i listen to and you start swearing it's a friggin' infomercial but at the same time uh being on this side of the microphone i understand that's how that, that that's payday man that's how that's how you earn money and uh you know and Hopefully, like I said, hopefully you guys will help out. I'm dropping in this audio. Now that I think about it, when I was ranting and raving about the the Hockey Podcast Network, I didn't actually talk about the other shows. Um, or my off-network friends, as I always say. Uh, Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles. Um, Joe is an Islander-based podcast. Um, and he has interviewed Mick Fakoda, Dean Ewan, Aaron Asham, Strudwig on and on, Eric Bolton. Does a great job. Um, his latest episode that he just put out was an interview, part one with Drew Fatta. Really good, really enjoyed it. Uh, Drew's a really well spoken dude. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun listening to him. I don't know a lot about him. Um, like I've seen some of his fights and I, you know, I know who he was, but, um, yeah, it was just, you know, so I, it, it was cool to hear his story and, uh, and, and his take on things. And, uh, yeah, and like I said, it's part one, so I'm really looking forward to part two. But like I said, check out Joe's catalog. He does a great job. And Joe's like, Joe's been around. He's really thorough. Um, you know, really takes it serious. Back in the day, he did some work for Stan Fischler on the Bad Boys books. Um, 
works for that hockey stars magazine. I mean, Joe's been around. Joe's been he, Joe's old. Like, like I said, Joe's you know, back, it was rock and chisel back when Joe was taking notes with Fishler, and uh, you know, it's it's even funny now. J- Joe doesn't send text; he sends Morse code. You know, so that's how old Joe is. But uh, I always say I'm catching up to him though. But uh, you know, we're just two old crusty bastards. But Joe has a great podcast and does great work and uh, good dude. And Joe, I'm gonna. I gotta get that stuff to you, the old Freddie Beach DVDs. And, uh, yeah, but definitely check out Joe's stuff. Also, Dan, Paul, and Kelly at the Obey the Puck show. And Fred and Dave at the Slewfoot show. A couple current shows for you. Um, I always say I listen to those shows so I don't have to watch, but I stay updated. My finger on the pulse so I know what's happening. I'm still hip with the scene, but I don't have to watch to be hip. I listen to those cats that keep me informed and they're good people. So definitely check those shows out. But, uh, yeah. All right. On with things. But, uh, getting on with things. Um, at the top of the show. Oh, and Jay, old pillow punchers limited Jay out there in Finland. He is doing some DVD projects and he wanted me to pass along that he is doing a Mike. I always want to call it a Brault, but it's like Mike bro. I guess Mike Bro, the legendary LNAH Quebec League enforcer, and uh, who was who was around forever. The amount of fights is insanity, and um, I, I'm just trying to find Jay's message here. But um, they uh, the amount of fights that that guy had is uh, is insane, and. Uh, I, like I can't. Like I think the on um, uh, like drop your gloves and stuff. I think it was like five something they had him at. But Jay has gone back and looked and went through all the box scores and everything else, and he's saying the fight totals are up around seven hundred. Yeah, he uh, here we go. Perhaps you can do me a favor when we record Sunday show. You can let the people know. Uh, he's working on updating the Mike Bro set, DVD set, the all-time fight record holder. In brackets, he has well over 700 fights, way more than what is listed on Drop Your Gloves, which was 614 or 619. So maybe you can just blurt out that you want to reach people. So if people out there have some have good quality, uh, the old Quebec Senior or LNH footage, um, and you want to help Jay out, uh, drop him a line or get a hold of me, and I can put you in touch with him. And, uh, cause I'll send you his email address and, uh, cause I'm not sure what fights he needs, but if you have any of the old Quebec league footage from the nineties or, or what have you, um, yeah, Mike, bro, could you imagine it's going to be over 700 fight? Like that, that's like a seven, eight disc set. Like that's insanity. How does somebody fight that much? Insane, insane. And, uh, so if anybody out there can help Jay, that'd be very cool. Also, um, as I was saying before on YouTube and Facebook, um, whenever I, when I post a fight, I mean, sometimes I'll post a fight just cause it's a good one. Hey guys, check this out. But a lot of the times when I'm putting up fights, um, it's usually because the player, one of the players involved is, it follows me on Twitter or on Facebook or, or friend me on Facebook or what have you. So, Hey, I'm going to show them, you know, I'll show them their stuff. Right. So, um, the other day, I put up a Sean McMorrow fight when he was fighting Chris Neal in the preseason with the Buffalo Sabres. And, um, I mean, in terms of the fight world, was it Morasty, Yablonski? No. I mean, it wasn't Tasker or San or anything like that. But, you know, McMorrow got the jersey up on him, gave him a few and whatever. But it was for Sean was the reason, and his fans is the reason I put the fight up. It was, you know, I didn't, I didn't start it with a big proclaim. I didn't proclaim this is the fight of the year, you know, or anything like that. I was just like, I put it up. I tagged Sean in the clip and was like, Hey, yeah, check this out. Sean with the Sabres. Well, some jerk off has, of course, of course, has to reply. Well, that was a lame fight. He had his jersey up. And then like the little emoji with the guy shrugging his shoulders. Oh, okay, thanks. Well, what did you not notice the Sean was tagged in it? Like, it wasn't for you, dipshit. Like, ugh. I've had that before. I've had a bunch of people. Like, why do you have some of those fights on your channel? They're lame. 
nothing happens. Or they have to comment and like you think social media is bad. All the world's idiots hang out in the comment section of YouTube videos. I think every morning when I go to YouTube, I have to delete two or three idiotic comments from people. Just stupid shit. Lame fight. You know who? You know no. You know who won the fans because it's over and just stupid. Why? Why do you feel the need that you need? And there was one clown. He must have commented on... I swear it was almost on all 2,500 freaking fight clips that he commented on. And I, I banned him. I think you can ban him. I'm sure he's back under some other name on YouTube. It's not like it's some big set thing. But just, what if? I don't understand it. Or like the Marty McSorley interview that I have up there when he's explaining how to be an enforcer, which is probably one of the greatest interview clips ever. Um, cause he just lays out the blueprint on how to do, or, well, how you used to do it. And of course, the comments on that, um, are, are just, are, are just mind blowing. But it's like, oh, I always hated McSorley. It was always how, like, they start. Well, if you've always hated him, why would you click on a video that was an interview with him? You know? Like, I don't like Nickelback. But I don't go on their videos on YouTube and comment how shitty they are, how much I think they suck. I just don't go on them. Like a normal human. But no, these pinheads just gotta come on there and let you know how much they hate Marty McSorley. Well, thanks. You know, I'm just blocking you and removing your comment anyway. So, whatever. But it's just, some people just feel the need, I guess, to talk and yap about everything. Um, which is leading to my first topic, which was this Ojik Clark thing. Or it was actually just more Wendell Clark commenting, and I believe it was on the Cam Jansen show. Um, Ojik was running around against the Leafs, hitting people and whatever. So Clark went up to Pavel Bure and told him, tell Gino to knock it off or you're fucking dead. I'm going to come and get you. And that's how it was dealt with. And that's how it worked. Well, so this one guy has to comment, and it's like, oh, that's because, oh, well, there go Clark, Clark Duck and Gino again. Like, what? Like, well, we all know why Clark said that, because of Gino. And then he, he just couldn't wrap his brain around, well, T- Twist would do that if somebody hit Hull, and Dave Brown would do that if this, and Probert would do that. that the, okay, well, you notice that you're, you're, you're listing off fourth-liners. Like, Wendell Clark was a first-line player. He's not an enforcer. He fought those guys. He'd fight Probert, obviously. He fought Probert a bunch. Well, and then the fact that you're, you're sort of, you didn't come out and say it, but of course... You're, you're sort of implying that Clark is somehow scared of Gino or won't step up versus Gino. Okay. The same guy who fought McSorley a bunch of times, Probert a bunch of times, Ben Wilson, on and on, Peluso, whatever. But you're, you're figuring he's scared of Gino Ojek now. Oh, okay. But. But that's how it gets solved because I'm trying to explain to this guy. So what does Wendell fighting Gino do? Other than the fact that a fourth line player just got the first line player off the ice for five minutes. It's not going to stop Ojik from running around and hitting Gilmore and them again. What's going to get him to stop running around? If Clark starts running around and hitting Burry and Ronning and the rest of them. Or whoever the hell the skill guys in Vancouver were at the time. Linden and all them. That's how that stops. It's like, do you have no idea how this works? But they, do, but then I realized they, the young, they probably don't. Because, of course, everything, oh, is the code. And you got to go out and be respectful. And everybody drop their gloves. And then when it's done, we bro hug and talk to each other in the box and everything else. So when an old player from the 80s or 90s, like Wendell talks or the 70s, tells these stories, these new age fans are just blown away that they don't under, that, well, they don't understand it. What's going on? Well, I don't know. I just wouldn't fight Gino. Step up, Wendell. Well, we all know what's happening here. No, no, you clearly don't know what's happening here. Like, you pinhead. 
Now, if Wendell's on the ice and Ojik runs Gilmore when he's there, well, it's going to be just like when McSorley did it. Yeah, Wendell will come flying in and they'll fight. But if you're the Vancouver Canucks, you're not putting Gino Ojik on the ice when Wendell and Gilmore and the rest of them are out there. Like, you know, it's called line matchups. You know, I'm not saying Ojik was terrible because he was not a terrible player, but again, though, you're sort of matching up lines. So, uh, I don't know. It was. It's just, I don't, it, yeah, fans just really don't know. Not all of them, of course. I'm not paintbrushing everybody, but you just see it more and more with these new age fans. I guess when you, I guess when you grew up in a basically an enforcerless hockey, um, you don't understand. Like everything's just, um, you know. Oh, we have to have honor and there's respect and oh. Okay, well, let's we'll we'll get into this, but first I have to. Uh, I have to talk about, I'm I'm completely off topic, this has nothing to do with hockey, it's just sort of a personal antidote here as I'm talking. Um, The only reason I brought it up is as I was doing, as I was sitting here, my cell phone brought up a Kijiji notification. Um, Because we were selling, since like I said we're moving, we have a bunch of items for sale on Kijiji. And I freaking hate Kijiji. I'm not now for anybody in the states listening. I'm not sure if you have Kijiji down there. I haven't looked into that, um, but it's Craigslist. Um, basically, it's local want ads because you know nobody reads the paper anymore. So they took the want ads from the newspaper and put them online, and that's Kijiji. So every city has a Kijiji and whatever. Okay, so you list stuff, and either you get stuff given away or you're selling it or whatever. Okay. So, uh, so like I said, we're clearing out and I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to put it on Kijiji, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to move this and we could probably, and we can get a few bucks for it. We're not using it. So we're selling this big printer. It's an Epson printer, but it's like a, uh, like it prints posters and shit. It's like brand new, still in the box and everything. I looked online. Things worth like it's, it's, it's not produced anymore. But it's worth like fifteen hundred dollars, two thousand dollars. They see it on eBay getting sold, or they're getting sold on eBay for four or five hundred dollars. But of course, then it's four or five hundred dollars to ship it. So I was like, "Holy shit, this is worth a lot of money." I'm not even going to get into the story of how I got it, but well, I didn't steal it or anything. But it was uh, it was given to me. But and it's been sitting on the floor here in this back room, buried under stuff for like four years. Well, as we're clearing up, it's like, "Holy shit, we got to get rid of this printer." Uh, so I put it on Kijiji. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I was just like, I was trying to avoid Kijiji. I went and talked to a few people that I thought might want to buy it. They didn't. So I was like, oh shit, we'll put it on Kijiji. Although we did get a $450 offer, which I think we're going to take. So so I'm pretty happy about that. But um, anyway. <clears throat> yeah, so my hatred for Kijiji happens. Um, I, I, I really don't know why I'm telling this story. This has nothing to do with anything. But like I said, the thing came up. And I'm it's for, it's uh, it's Friday here. I mean, it's Sunday when you're listening, but or Monday whenever you're listening. But if you're listening in the break room or on your commute, commute to work or on the train or what have you, let me regale you with my Kijiji story. Um, okay, this was a few. This was a bunch of years ago, and since then, like my wife is a uh, grade one teacher, so she has used Kijiji quite a bit. Um, she's gotten some excellent books and stuff for her classroom and, uh, you know, lots of stuff for free on Kijiji. Cause a lot of people are just like giving shit away cause they just want it out of their house. Right. So I, so it's cool. And I've gotten some hockey cards through that for some people and whatever, but I, I guess I don't mind Kijiji being the buyer selling is a pain in the ass. And so get this one. So we had, or I got a crack of beer for this. I'm really dragging this out. I will say, I went and bought this beer. I bought and bought Molson uh, Ultra. It's one of those new low-calorie beers, like no sugar and shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, because I know, I know, but, you know, it's, t- it's getting t- I'm trying to maintain my girlish figure, so. Uh, but, man, is it friggin' weak. What did I say the other day? I said it's sort of like uh, fucking sex in a canoe, fucking near water. You know, oh, well. 
Okay. So it was a few years ago. We had a. Uh, it wasn't a, it wasn't a treadmill, but it was like an elliptical, no, it was a bike. Oh, like I said, like a few years ago, it was probably 10 years ago. It was, um, a, Lisa, had got, one of her coworkers was again, moving across country and basically gave her this exercise bike out of the apartment. And they're like, all right, well, my fat ass could use it. So why not? You know, and of course you get, first get it. Oh, it's great. Shiny. Plug it in. Oh, it's great. It was a pretty nice bike. Uh, start, it wasn't one of these Peloton deals or whatever. This is like 10 years ago. It's basically, it was an, it was a exercise bike, but it was kind of a higher end one. Um, got it for like next to nothing. So it's like, okay, 50 bucks or something. Anyway, plug it in. Oh, we're riding our asses off. Tour de France. Here I come. I'm going to, I'm going to be lean, lean, mean, and you know, ready to rock and roll come bathing suit season. Well, you know, that goes for about a week. And then next thing you know, it's, it's the most expensive, uh, you know, coat rack known to man. And it sat over in the corner for a few years and, you know, whatever, as, as those things do. Well, we, of course, we get around to like, ah, well, shit, let's get this out of the house and get out of the condo. It's just taking up space, whatever. Okay. So we listed on Kijiji. Well, shit, we got a bunch of people fucking getting a hold of us and whatever. I think we are a hundred bucks. Okay. Well, this guy says, well, if I come right now, is it our, okay. Yeah. If you show up now, it's, it's yours. Okay. So they pull up here, here they come in, they check it out and, oh yeah, this is great. This is exactly what we need. Um, and he goes, but, uh, we're just, we're from, they were from out of town, but we saw your ad and we really wanted to get it. Uh, but we got to do some stuff around town. Um, and on and on. Well, I said, well, and he was driving a half ton. So I'm like, well, what are you going to do? Put it in the back and then like go into the mall? Like you can't do that. Um, And he's like, well, we'll be back in town tomorrow for, or no, we leave town tomorrow. Okay. Well, I said, well, just come tomorrow. Cause it was a weekend. I said, come over on Sunday. He's like, yeah, we could be here at like 1130. I'm like, no problem. I said, you come at 1130 tomorrow, uh, tomorrow. It's your, you know, we'll hold it for you. No problem. Here's, you know, they're about the same age as us, whatever. And the nice enough people look out. The truck was really nice. And it was like, yeah, all right. And the guy's like, he starts pe- taking out his wallet and he goes, I'll give you money for a deposit and all. No, no, don't worry about it. Whatever. No big deal. Okay. Off they go. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for doing that. Bunch of other people phone. We said, no, it's been sold. Take the ad down. Okay. Sure as shit. Right as rain. 1130. This on the door. He's there. All right. Him and his wife come up this because to get into our place, every it's a con, it's like a coach home. I don't, I don't know, whatever. Everyone has their own individual entrance, but for ours, as soon as you come in on the landing, there's a set of stairs. You got to go upstairs, and we're on the second floor. Okay, so he comes up. We roll the the bike's already sitting there. It's right at the top of basically at the top of the stairs. They kind of look at it one more time. The guy goes, "Oh, awesome!" And he goes, "Uh." Uh, you guys haven't listed, it was a hundred, right? And, oh yeah, yeah. And I'm, I can't, I think I was almost about putting on my shoes because I'm going to help this dude carry it out to the, out to his truck. Now, we've held it for him for a day. I didn't take a deposit. It was all, it's a hundred dollars. What do you think this guy did? Hey, would you do 95? Seriously, I just sat and stared at him. I go, what? And I thought he was kind of messing her. Ninety five. And my and I just like okay. I start taking my shoes off. My wife's like, well, it, I don't have change. And this guy's wife is just like face is red and she's ducking like she's embarrassed. I could tell. And I'm like, really? You're you're gonna dick her now? And like, of course, my wife gives me the you know the evil look. But she, she's like, well, I have a 10. And I said, we're not selling it for 90. And he was just like, well, I, I just, you know, and I can't remember what he said, but he's just like, yeah, okay, I guess I can do 100. Like somehow we were just ripping him off. Like I think the bike was probably worth three, $400. Basically brand new. Held, like I said, held it for him for the day and everything else and worked with him and whatever. And he's going to dick her over $5. I was just like, I'm just, I was so fucking mad. I, I was just almost, I just wanted to, you know what? Get the fuck out of here. I'm not selling you anything. 
But we had taken the ad down and everything, so it was just like, whatever, just get it out of here. But I didn't help him take it down. I made him and his wife carry it down. I'm like, oh, there you go, dummy. You can get it out of the stair. And like I told him, don't hit the walls. You know, like, get the fuck out of here. You got a dicker for $5. Ugh. So, that this story has no... That's it. That's the story. But that's my disgust for Kijiji. That's where it comes from. Is because of that day. Oh, I could have pushed that guy down the stairs. What a knob. Yeah. Ugh. There you go. Aren't you glad you tuned in? What a show. Oh, okay. So this next bit of business that we're going to talk about, I'm going to wrap. I won't go too long, but Alex Elder, Wayne Simmons fought last night in the Toronto Vancouver game. Alex Elder, Elder, Elder. I don't give a shit, but whatever. But before that, was it a couple of weeks back? Elder need Zach Hyman. Got suspended for a couple games. I believe Hyman's hurt. But he got a major game misconduct for kneeing. It was a cheap hit. And I know Elder's not a dirty guy, never been to fight, whatever. But nonetheless, he fucking stuck his knee out and kneed the guy. Alright. Well, fuck. Okay. You gotta pay the price, man. So, last night, right away, Wayne Simmons came out and they fought. And Simmons dummied him. But actually went really easy on him. When he went down, he let him, you know, whatever. He didn't beat on him when he's down. He's lucky it wasn't 1985. He would have got his head taken off. But the absolute crying that is going on about this. Unbelievable. This Ian, and I'm just going through here. I'll talk about certain media members here. Old Ian McIntyre, writing about the Canucks since 1991. Now also talking about them on Sportsnet TV and radio. This is what, uh, and 47,000 followers. So these are the bozos that get to read. That they, the 47,000 people read and apparently listen to on TV. And these are the people covering the sport. Now listen carefully to what I said. This is his tweet from this morning. No Canucks player took issue post game with Wayne Simmons forcing Alex Elder to fight. Simmons had 77 NHL fights. Elder, I gotta check that. I don't think he has 77, but whatever. Edler has zero. The code is supposed to be about respect. There was none shown there. Want Elder to fight for a hit on Hyman? Fine, but send someone else. Okay, why should someone else go do it? And the best part about this whole thing is, the very first sentence, no Canucks took issue. So once again, the people actually playing don't have a problem with this. But these fucking media losers... Or just the code, the co- respect, the code. Why did he have to? Did are you completely forgetting about the major, the knee that he did on the guy? And then of course, Forhan Lausy's got to type in the code is garbage. This fight was garbage. Why? Why did the NHL player safety even bother suspending him? I don't know what that means. Suspending who else? Well, because he need him. That's why he got suspended. Which Matthew Barnaby replied, It's not about the code, guys. Media talks about the code, LOL. Showing your teammates you will do anything for them. I played 15 years, never heard the word code. It's so fucking stupid. Which Lousy replies, Matt, much respect to everything you did in the game. But if Elder, who doesn't have a history of this type of play, got rightfully suspended for a careless hit, why does he have to fight? And fight a heavyweight, no less. Oh, I didn't know Wayne Simmons was a heavyweight all of a sudden. When he's never fought before. Well then maybe you shouldn't fucking stick your knee out on people. You fucking dolts. Oh and then Daniel Wagner. Here's another genius. Oh, he, oh of course he covers the Canucks for what, for Van, what is it? Van, oh Vancouver is awesome. It's all Vancouver news and lifestyle publication. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's about as fucking, you know, probably as well read as, you know, people take it to fucking line their birdcage. That's probably about their fucking length of their publication run. But, oh, guys, guys, all hockey fights are stupid. Well, that was his fucking wisdom. Again, this clown's got 18,000. the fuck's fault? 18,000 followers. Seriously? Who would read this guy's horse shit? Oh, 
all hockey fights are stupid. Did I stutter when the one guy calls him out on it? No, you didn't stutter. You're just a fucking idiot. I don't know why they're still fighting in the game and it's so stupid and all these replies. Why is there fighting in the game? Because the players that are actually playing the game want fighting. Again, it all goes back to idiot there from Sportsnet. No Canuck had issue with it post-game. Who's doing all the crying? Social media. It's too bad that we don't have someone to take on Simmons. That was Bush League retaliation. And he should be taken to school for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, someone should have stood up for help. We all know about the code, but that was bullshit. See, that's the thing. And it's and it, that's from some fucking pinhead fan. That's the problem. So every one of these friggin' reporters today, all they talked about was the code and respect and all these Canucks fans crying about the code and respect. Finally, Matt Barnaby just types in, the code is like fucking Santa and the Easter Bunny. It doesn't exist. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. I have said that from day one since I started this podcast. I've been saying it for two decades on these message boards. I have never heard it. In all my years, I never heard about the code until some guy wrote a book and called it that. Now, all these fans go on and on about the code and respect. and It's sickening. Oh, it's the unwritten rules. Well, I Like I always say, for being unwritten, you motherfuckers sure write a lot about them. It's the game within a game. And unless you're playing, you have no freaking clue. Every sport has its own, what air quotes, unwritten rules. And if you play to a certain level, or you play with talented players, you, you, you learn as you go about these rules. Edler knew. That's why he dropped the gloves with Simmons when Simmons came in. He didn't turtle, he didn't hide. He knew it was coming. Because he, he's been around. And then Corey Hirsch, Mr. X goalie himself. Oh, they're so woke. That's toxic masculinity for you. It's, that's the problem with hockey. This isn't 1985. Oh, yeah. Well, Corey, you go, who are you going to spit on? I got the video. Fuck. Give it a rest. Oh, look, you're so woke, Corey. Good for you. All the new fans will just, oh. Yeah. Hash, you forgot to hashtag hockey culture. Oh, fuck. Like you friggin' goose are trying, you try to look so progressive online and everything. Like, oh, you know, are you bucking for a promotion there, Hammerhand? Like, oh, give it a rest. Toxic masculinity. Oh, my God. Be more of a douchebag. Oh. No, it's called accountability. Of course, I, that's that's a that's a fucking that's a toxic word in 2021. Is accountability? No one takes any. You know what a world. So these bozo. Why did this have to happen? If I read that once, I read it ten times today. Why did it have to happen? Really? Because he need the guy. <laughs> what do you mean? Why did? It, do you think Wayne Simmons just oh out of the blue just decided I'm going to grab this guy who's never fought before? And why does that matter if he's never... Who gives a shit? Is he supposed to look up at, like, hold on. Hey, hey, bro. Uh, yeah, we couldn't get the Wi-Fi. I couldn't check out your fight card on HockeyFights.com. How many, how many, how many tillies have you been in, bro? Is that what he's supposed to ask him? Oh, none? Oh, okay. You know, what do, what do you guys figure? Oh, Austin Matthews should go fight him? You think that cupcake's gonna do anything? Maybe hit him with his purse, maybe. I don't know. Mitch Marner? Maybe he should go do him up? Fuck. There's a reason. Simmons did it. Like Barnaby said, it's for the team. It's for your teammates. They thrive on that shit. Goes big in the locker room. Gives a shit if elders never fought before. Don't stick your knee out on people then. If he hadn't have done that, he wouldn't have had to fight. And then somebody, oh, it's reminiscent of I was there in Vancouver many nights ago when a certain guy fought Matt Cook and thought that was good enough and I guess it wasn't for some. No, it wasn't. You know what you all forget about the whole Moore thing? Oh, that he uh, got suspended for running the team captain and putting out Naslin with a concussion. You all seem to forget that part of the story. You just, old Bertuzzi just decided to snap one day. You no, know, no, he didn't. And you know what? Yeah, Moore fought Cook at the start of the game. Well, it should have been over then. Well, it clearly wasn't. 
And it's not up to Steve Moore to decide when it's over. So if he had, actually, if he had just put on his boxing gloves and fought Bertuzzi, he'd probably, none of that, he'd be fine. And he would have went on and played, I don't know how much of an NHL career he would have had, he was kind of an up and down fringe guy. But he wouldn't have had the neck injury and he wouldn't have been out of hockey. But he was trying to draw a call in an 8-1 game when Bertuzzi for 30 seconds told you he was going to fight you. So, like I said, I don't what you like. I said I don't know what Moore was trying to do. Now it was. An, I'm not saying oh he got what he should have got. No, I'm not saying that. And of course, some extreme idiot would say that. Well, so you're saying he deserved the broken neck? No, that was an unfortunate incident or that uh, product of what a result, I guess, of what happened. But obviously, Bertuzzi didn't mean to fucking break his neck, you dumbass. But all he had to do was fight him. Like I said, he didn't jump him. Oh, he punched him from behind. Yeah, after going up around the ice, doing a couple hot laps with the guy, telling him the whole time, let's go, let's go, let's go. I, somebody said it was a sucker punch. Why? How could, someone explain to me again the definite, what, how is it a sucker punch when you tell the guy you're going to do it? That That's taxing the very definition of the word. But again, here we are. So of course this pinhead's got to bring that, like this was the same thing. Like, oh, okay. But, oh, but you've been covering the Canucks for 25 years. Yeah, see, that's the problem. You're the one that's been covering the Canucks for 25 years. Fuck. And then, well, and then you, I said on, on Twitter today, and then you wonder why hockey Twitter is the way it is. Like I said, I sh- showed you these bozos with 40,000 followers, 20,000 followers. Well, yeah, so who do you think populates hockey Twitter? All these idiot. like, wh- why would you follow some ignorant buffoon? I have no idea. But they do, and then they go around social media and they parrot all the stupid shit that he says. And this is why fucking social media is the way it is. It's fucking embarrassing. And that's that. That's it. I don't, yeah. I, I was just, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a, a more creative way to end this, but it's just like, I don't know what more to say. I mean, it's uh, same old story with these fucking media guys, but I just laughed the whole genesis of the story or the whole beginning of his guy's whole story and tweet was the Canucks players had no issue with it. But then he goes and on and on and Farhan's got to get in there and he's got to whine and those other two pinheads on Vancouver radio, they got to cry. It reminded me of the 75 Flyers. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, maybe the Leafs could be so lucky. Because you know what the 75 Flyers did? They won a fucking Stanley Cup. In fact, they won two of them. Just saying. Bro. Morons. Ugh. So yeah, so so for Jeff and my goalie boys out there, I, I didn't mean to shun the goalie union, but hey, Corey Harris said some stupid shit, so he's got to be, I got to call out the goalies for it. Or the ex-goalie. That's who I was talking about. So, sorry boys. You guys know you're weird though. Come on. But not, I mean, fucking Hirsch's a goof. I laughed. Actually, he's blocked me on Twitter. And I've never actually had any interaction with him. I've ne- Like, I never said anything to him to get blocked. He just blocked me for whatever reason. I, I have no, I've never had any interaction with him. He might not, he must not have liked the video I put up. I had a news clip of when Notre Dame played the Alberta team in the Royal Bank Cup, and they got into it with fans, and he spit on one of them. I have it, it's on my YouTube channel. Look up Notre Dame. He's playing for the Calgary Canucks, I believe, in the AJ, and he spits on a fan. So I put that video up on YouTube, and maybe he didn't like it, I guess. Well, I know he's a big against fighting guy now and all that, too. So I'm like, well, you're a goalie, never to fight anyway. So again, I don't know, you know. I mean, you're an ex-player, and you played in the NHL, so obviously you're elite talent. I'm not knocking your talent, but you were never in a fight, so I don't know, you know, you were in as many NHL fights as I was. So uh, I'm not really too concerned about your take on hockey fights. But once again, I always say it simply, it comes down to the players all want it. And it's not just me guessing that they do, or, you know, or supposing that they do. No, the NHLPA puts out a, a player questionnaire every year. And every year it's 99, 99 or 98.7% want fighting in the league. So that's why there's fighting in the league. If the players said they didn't want fighting, 
there wouldn't be fighting. So the ones that are actually suffering the blows or taking the blows and giving the blows and who it ultimately affects have no problem with it. But the yahoos with the recorders and sitting up in the press box eating free catering are the ones that are outraged by this. Farhan, maybe just stick to the press box and eating the Horton's donuts and the, you know, and I'm sure, and the, you know, get a sociables cracker and put some spread on it and shut the fuck up. Just report on the game. Gives a shit. Just report on what happened with the Canucks and the Leafs game. No one, I don't give, who gives a shit about your personal feelings and your opinions? People tune in or listen to your shit to read about what's going on with the Canucks. They don't give a shit. It's not Farhan's takes. But whatever. Here we are. What a world that we live in. So, anyway. That is Sunday's episode. Uh, To be completely honest, I do not have a guest booked. Uh, I've talked to a couple guys. Hoping to get an interview done. Uh, well, cause every, of course everyone knows Wednesday is interview day and then to Sunday is whatever the fuck this is. Um, so I don't have anything booked yet. I think I'm going to send a text to a guy tonight. I might do a, a former guest, but it might be like his five toughest opponents kind of thing. I like doing those things. So I think I might do that in the meantime. Um, like I said, I hope you guys check out the back catalog. Um, yeah, guys, it's kind of all over the place. And like I said, um, I don't know in terms of uh, keeping up this pace and the schedule with everything that's going on. Um, I don't know how long that's going to last, but for now, we're hanging in there um, in terms of doing the episodes. So I will hopefully be able to bring you something. I'll be here on Wednesday, but I'm I'm hoping to bring you a guest. So um, anyway, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, yeah, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, choosing the fourth line voice and hanging in and. And supporting the show and uh, and the YouTube channel and everything else, it's it's greatly appreciated. And uh, yeah, hey, send send me a send me a, a private message or a direct message on on social media, and uh, you know, let me know what you what you think of the show, good, bad, or otherwise. And uh, you know, if you or if you want to be a guest on the show and you have a story to tell, absolutely hit me up. Love to hear it. And uh, yeah, other than that, guys, hope everybody. Stay safe, be good to each other, and uh, we'll talk to you cats on Wednesday. All right, thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 